Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, ladies. It's Angela Yee. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection. Superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with Mayel's Seamoss Collection because your hair deserves liberation. From one queen to another, shop at Mayel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ladies, are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection, the superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of all the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with Mayel's Seamoss Collection because your hair deserves liberation. From the Seamoss Shampoo and Conditioner to the Seamoss Curl Pudding, the Seamoss Gel Hair Mask, the Seamoss Anti-Shedding Bundle, and more. 
Formulated for individuals looking to maximize hair retention, this collection helps reduce excessive shedding due to breakage. The two powerhouse ingredients in this collection, sea moss and saw palmetto, are what makes it the superfood for your hair and scalp. And remember, it's made for all hair types. Sea moss, another Mayel product collection for you to love. From one queen to another, shop Mayel at Mayel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store today. It is Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and Jasmine from the Jasmine Brand is here. Yes. And because we care, and we know people have taxes due, all right, Erica Lee is here, a tax attorney. Is that the right thing to say? Tax attorney, that's tax right. Tax attorney, okay. Actually, I, I actually use Eric, and he's been amazing for me, so I want to make sure that we get some of these things out because I know it can be very um, scary when you know you either owe money to the IRS mm-hmm. or you just haven't filed your taxes and you don't have it together. Right. All right. So the deadline is usually April 15th. That's but, right. But it's April 18th this year. It's April 18th this mm-hmm. year. And with some of your listeners in various states, due to some of the FEMA emergency declarations, their extensions have been actually possibly transitioned all the way to October 16th. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So, for example, if you're in New York and if you were part of the storms back in December mm-hmm. and if you live in Suffolk County, Erie County, it goes into October 16th. So it's very important for your listeners to check on the IRS website as well as the FEMA websites to make sure where their extensions may have been extended to. Because you could have an extension and not even know it. Right. That's right. And so like, know. Do you have to do anything for that extension? Like, do you, you don't have to file? It's just automatically Great extended? question. No, it's automatically extended. But okay. you have to look at which state it is. Like, for example, in Arkansas, where the storms that just occurred mm-hmm. back in the end of March, their date is extended to July. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now, if you have a listener who believes that they won't be able to finish by July in Arkansas, then they should file an actual extension okay. as soon as possible. And when so when we talk about filing an extension, right, what's the deadline for that? Let's just say you know you're not going to have your taxes ready and um, you're like, okay, look, April 18th, maybe that's your deadline. Uh, is that also the deadline to file for an extension? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So it depends if we're talking about a corporate or a personal okay. return. If it's corporate, the deadline was March, March. Okay. And then if you file an extension, then it'll go into September, September 15th. Okay. Right? So you, you, I'll go ahead and let you finish. No, but then if it's a personal return, mm-hmm. April 18th mm-hmm. right now, and then it, file an extension, it'll go up to October 16th. So it's basically six months from the date of the actual um, deadline. Okay. If they owe you money, okay, let's just say the IRS owes you money yeah. and you file late, yeah. all right, do they uh, give you penalties for that? The, um, they will assess late filing penalties, mm-hmm. but there may also be interest that they pay you. Oh. Yeah. So it's actually, you know, a win-win on both sides. Now, if you have any listeners who may actually have some penalties Right. There will always be some phone numbers where they can call if it is the first time they made a late filing mm-hmm. or if there's a really good excuse for okay. a late filing. Like if they're, they actually live in one of these areas, family emergencies, COVID, whatever. Um, usually the IRS will be very gracious and actually return or waive that penalty. So at least try. At least try. Okay. Definitely call. Now, what if you haven't filed your taxes in years? There's a lot of listeners who are like, man, I haven't even done my taxes, yeah. you know, since 2015. Yeah. Then what? Well, um, 
you better get all your materials <laughs> all together. Because originally, when your listeners go look up, when can we actually file a tax return or how far back can the IRS look, right? Normally, it's three years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. not bad. Not bad. Forget it. <laughs> but if you do not report income of, and if you definitely, if you miss income by 25%, they can go all the way up to six years. Mm-hmm. Six years. Okay. So you have a client, you have a um, listener who hasn't filed since 2015. First off, get a professional. Okay. Get a professional to actually call the IRS and indicate, hey, Eric Lee hasn't filed a tax return since you know, 2017. Mm-hmm. We are fully cognizant about that. We are trying to set up a deadline where we'll actually gather all the materials to actually mm-hmm. send in our tax returns, 2017, then 2018, 2019. Okay. Do not think that just because the IRS hasn't contacted you that they won't. Right. Okay. Is there a time when they don't contact you anymore? You know how they'd be like, oh, this drops off your credit report after seven years. Is there a period of time that they can't go back any further? They're like, okay, you got away with it because you... Ten years ago, you didn't file. We never called you out on it. Is it ever too late? Technically, it is never too late. Mm-hmm. Technically, um, it falls under the very last moment when you actually committed the wrongdoing, right? But if you're constantly not filing intentionally, mm-hmm. you're constantly the statute of limitations does not run, <laughs> right? Or it does not end. So you're constantly committing this wrong. So theoretically, the IRS can always go back to you if you have not filed a tax return. I know this is a broad question, but how far in advance should people be preparing for their taxes? Obviously, they shouldn't wait to the week of. But, you know, if you're a regular Whoops. person, <laughs> you know, how, how far in advance should you start, you know, preparing for your taxes? Well, sometimes it's hard, right? Yeah. It depends. For your average listener, it will be once when you get your W-2 from your employer. Right. And you can batch up some of your E-Trade um documents mm-hmm. or some of you know some your 1099 yeah. that's mm-hmm. right you should be able to file your tax return ostensibly you should be okay at the end of january right okay. now mm-hmm. certainly you have some listeners who are a bit more complicated that have a bit you know a bunch of businesses mm-hmm. right and that may take a bit longer because you can't file the personal return until the corporate return is filed right so that may take a little bit longer All right, now let's talk about people who have kids, right? Let's just say you're not together, you have children. Who gets to file uh, the children? Because that's a big deal. I know that's something that Jasmine was asking about as well. Mm -hmm. But how do you decide that? Is it, um, and let's just say you have joint custody with these kids, they spend equal amounts of time. Who files that? Well, it depends on, first of all, if there was actually a divorce, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because the divorce decree would actually. Or maybe never married. Say they were never married. Say if they were never married, you would. (laughs) Theoretically, look at who is actually the higher income earner mm-hmm. of the parents. Okay. Right. Now, there are many cases, including in my clients, where one just race, file, claim the child. Yeah. That's and what you're that, talking about. Yeah. That totally that messes up the other, yes, other parent. Yes, it does. So what do you do? Well, um... But hold on, you were you were saying the person that makes the most money should, should claim the child? Absolutely. And why, explain why. Because, um... Because... Their tax bracket is at the highest. Okay. So whereas if a person is at the 10% bracket, right, Mm -hmm. and they don't really have much taxes to actually pay in, and they're claiming a child, Mm -hmm. you know, $2,000, they may not even need that $2,000 credit. Right. Whereas the other um, parent would actually Could use that credit. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, what can you do at that point? Um, Hopefully, it's amicable. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's not, though. Yeah. (laughs) 
if it's not, you know, that's going to be a completely <laughs> different issue. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Yeah, like you were saying, like with that example that Angela just gave, that happens to people where right. someone races, they may yeah. have an agreement or not, and someone races to to file and they file first. They file first so and they claim the file. child, so the other person, you know, is SOL. Oh, what if both people do it? Yeah, what happens? Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, if both people do it, then the second one to file Ooh. will get notified. Wow. <laughs> so that's so really, it's first come first serve. It's really first come first serve. Um, in the cases where it's amicable, mm-hmm. let's just say that they mm-hmm. agree, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Jasmine, I should not have filed." Right. right? Then theoretically, I should amend my tax return. Okay. And then you're able to claim said child. Okay. If it's not amicable, then um, <laughs> you know that does become a very very difficult situation. Yeah, there's nothing you can where, raise. Whoever files first yeah. is a race. It is, it's first come first. Yeah, time. and then you know that may be part of you may have to look into the child custody uh, as well as just like child support situations. Mm-hmm. You may have to amend. Um, you guys may have to play within certain other contours of the relationship. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for children, you could write, can you write things off like childcare or what kind of things can you write? That's off great. Of you know, like for example. We were just talking about the dependent care. Uh, d- there's a dependent care credit, mm-hmm. right? If you're working, um, three thousand dollars, three thousand dollars of dependent care can be written off. Okay. Six thousand if there's more than one child. Okay. So that you know that's substantial. It used to be much much larger, mm. but we have a different Congress now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> but you know, six thousand is still better than nothing. What are some things that we should know about? Some credits that we should know about that maybe people don't commonly use enough. Uh, two things. One is, especially with given what has happened in the markets, mm-hmm. stock as well as in crypto last year, many listeners probably have a loss. Okay. And they're just thinking like, oh my gosh, I just lost so much money because Bitcoin just, you know, right. I had all up. this money in Bitcoin. Yeah. and Right. And one of the things that they don't realize is they actually need to collect, gather those statements from their investment professionals Mm -hmm. and make sure those statements are given to their tax professionals. Because even though they had a huge loss, they may have gains from other areas. Mm -hmm. So that loss could be net against. And trust me, we have so many clients who may have a brokerage account here and a brokerage account here, but only for whatever reason show the gains because they only think about the gains or they don't even want to talk about the losses, right? But the losses will net against the gains. That's one thing. Second of all, let's just say that there are no gains. Even if you have losses, you still get $3,000 a year. Okay. So let's just say I theoretically have lost $50,000 from Bitcoin last year, right? Mm -hmm. I still get $3,000 to net against my W-2 wage income at iHeart. Okay. Which is something. Which is something. And people, you know, a lot of times do forget about it. Another thing and this actually, I see with my friends, they have Airbnb, mm-hmm. right? But they don't do it that often. They just have it like once a while, whatever, right? First 14 days, tax-free. First 14 days is tax-free. What do you mean? So, for example, if I rent out my house, mm-hmm. through, you know, through Airbnb, mm-hmm. all right? And it's $100 each visit, right? Okay. And I've done 16 nights, 16 nights of last year, right? The first, first 14, 14 days. is tax-free. Okay. I didn't know that. That's an interesting um, credit. <laughs> it is. but And it used to be part of um, wealthier individuals who had... Um, these mansions near golf courses. Mm-hmm. And oh. what they would do during like the masters is actually just rent out, rent out their homes oh, for so like 20, 30,000. Of course it is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you know, the code is 
definitely structured um, to benefit the people who can hire the tax professionals mm-hmm. um, who actually have the income to actually shelter, right? All right. And what are some things we can do to make sure we don't get audited? Because that's a really scary thing for somebody when they get that notice from the IRS that they're being audited. And I'm sure there's ways that you can avoid that because what percentage of people get audited? Very little on on a certain stance. Right. So there are a total of seventy nine thousand audits last year. That's not bad. That's not bad. That doesn't seem like a lot at all. But the more income you have more likely you'll get audited. Also, the more incorrect information. And so when you're talking about like audits, right? One thing that our listeners should actually pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. The listeners here, make sure you gather all the information before the tax return is filed, okay? So let's just say I have two W-2s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I have one from iHeart and then I have one from Starbucks, mm-hmm. okay? And I only give the iHeart W-2 to my accountant, totally forgot about it, or maybe my Starbucks W-2 came in late, got lost in the mail, whatever, right? So I file the tax return under one W-2, forget the second one, trust me, I'll get flagged, Okay. All right? Partnerships in other businesses, right? No, I have a lot of those. You do. do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, you're supposed to get a K-1 for every mm-hmm. business that you're a partner of. I right? can't stand when people be late with the K-1. I'm like, can I get my K-1? Can I get my K-1? Right. We had that last year, mm-hmm. right? And it's there's also a situation where if you miss the K-1 or maybe you just have a listener who has five businesses forgets to send in one K-1, mm-hmm. that will be flagged. Okay. Right. Lastly, informational, simple stuff, social security numbers, mm-hmm. EIN numbers, which yeah. is the yeah. number for your business, yeah. as well as checking account numbers. Make sure those are correct. I know this sounds ridiculous, but every <laughs> people time- People mess up. People mess up. Even in my firm, I'll type it in and then I'll run it by my partner. I'll be like, okay, this is the number, 624 da, da, da. And, and then she, Christina has to like check it off. We have to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes human error, that's what it is. Absolutely. Keystroke error, whatever it is. I was going to ask the biggest mistake you see with people filing taxes, but is it human error or? Sometimes human error, sometimes system error. Uh, the biggest one that we've been seeing in the past two years, people have been changing their accounts a lot, especially with stocks. Okay. And when they're moving from one account, let's just say Morgan Stanley to E-Trade. Okay. And um, maybe they have purchased Microsoft at mm-hmm. $50 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Then when they moved it, they did not report what they purchased it at, okay? They sold their Microsoft at 160 today, mm-hmm. right? Because the forms did not show the amount that was moved, when it comes to me, the tax preparer, I may see a zero. Mm-hmm. So instead of being, now when you get stock, you to be taxed, you have to look at the amount that you sell it at as well as the amount that you purchased at. Okay. So it'd be 160 minus 50. Mm-hmm. Then it'd be 110. If I see a goose egg in one of the forms, I assume that it's zero. Then I would be taxed at 160, mm-hmm. which would be a difference of $25 per share in taxes. Okay. That's a big, big error, especially these days. And that's only if you sell or, no, move, or move it. Just move it. Well, okay. it could be moving. It could be... Um, a keystroke error within the financial planning firm. Mm-hmm. It could be like a lot of things, but we do see a, like a lot of errors right now with what is called 1099D and um, 1099Bs, like where the, we just don't really see the historical cost 
of the equity or the Bitcoin. All right, what about writing off too many things? Because that's another thing. People be like, oh, you could just write this off. You could write this off. You could write off your clothes. You could write off, you know, all of these dinners. You could write so many things off. What is the limit? And how do you know what you can and can't write off? Well, first of all, you have to have a business. Right. Right? You can't. <laughs> Start there. This is just my life. I want to write off <laughs> My life is my yeah. business. It was it. We talked about business at dinner. How do you, like, how do you know? Well, first of all, you know, first of all, you have to have a ordinary business, mm-hmm. okay? The expense must be substantial and traditionally related to the business. Okay. Okay. And if it isn't, it must be substantiated. Okay. All right? So if it's a meal, right? Like let's say the three of us set up a real estate real estate company. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we had a meal. And let's just say that we had a meal in Detroit, right? Okay. That is obviously a business deduction. That was obviously a business meal, mm-hmm. right? But if say all the three of us were just celebrating and we're just hanging out and we're going to like Avra and we're just, you know, buying buying bottle service she and whatever. She loves Avra, by the I way. Do you? Oh. Yeah, the... Um, Mediterranean Medi- food. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. So, I'm sorry. The Avra chips. Yeah, okay, Avra sorry. sorry. Yeah. Food gets her excited. Yeah, it does. Okay. No, the you Avra want, chips you the one brought it up. <laughs> He brought up Avra. I, did. I, I didn't say anything. Then you chimed in, and then it made me think about the Avra chips. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I can't focus now because I'm thinking about the Avra chips. But, um, so if we did Avra. bottle service. Yes. Right? That's obviously not a business. Right. Business, you know. So there needs to be substantiation okay. within the operations, right? What if you're at this gym club promoting a new single? Mm. Well, you know what? That's very, very interesting, right? Like, what <laughs> is a promotional expense right. versus yeah. what is actually a business expense? Right. Okay. Um, or is the promotional expense really related to business, right? We have clients who go to Vegas, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And they actually are having shareholder meetings or actually having these dinners. They're actually trying to promote their record or a movie or their project. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Okay. But then they're on the floor and they're gambling. What what did we have to... Oh, sorry, let you finish your thought. Yeah, so then they're on the floor and they're gambling, right? And invariably, every year, I'll get one or two calls where I'll be like, oh, I just lost X at the tables. Yes. Right? But it was a business expense. Yeah, it's a business expense. <laughs> I was Evangela. I was talking about my movie, whatever. <laughs> da, da, da. You know, no, okay. right? Because, <laughs> no. because you have to look... You have to substantiate the business... <laughs> tied to it right right and then so then people talk about vehicles because what if i'm researching a movie about gambling well for example if you go Mm. oh that's a great Mm -hmm. one right that would be okay (laughs) i mean you know if you're actually doing a legitimate research um and if your business has something to do with the interview regarding this project yeah that would be fine okay what do you get taxed on when you win in the casino like what amount if you if you win more than well you're supposed to report all your gains. Okay. Okay. And okay. this is a great question because um, I don't know if if you win more than twelve hundred dollars at on at the slot machines, right? Mm-hmm. It automatically stops the machine. Right. Somebody has to come over. Right. And they're write. gonna know. Yeah. Yeah. They're but gonna I'm saying know. saying you win something like five hundred dollars or. Yeah. Well, that would be income. All of it. Okay. Okay. But one thing that your listeners should know is that the income that they made over at the win. Let's just say five hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Can be net against any gambling losses for the same year. Mm, okay. okay, all right. We keep track of a lot of stuff. I know. And then also one other question about: I think I heard someone say they wanted to buy a certain car because you can partially write part of it off or something like that. Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. So first of all, you have to have a business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. And mm-hmm. then the vehicle must be at least fifty percent utilized within the business. Okay. Okay. Yes. If you drive to work every day. 
That's right. Is that within the business? Right. Within the business, right? So, okay. um, and then it must be over six thousand pounds. See, that's what I heard. I had to weigh a certain amount. And I thought that was kind of odd, but okay. Well, you know, because they don't want you to be the. The code is very interesting. It's not just about the money. It's about the policy, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're writing this because we're trying to promote certain certain behavior, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why it's considered odd, why is it 6,000 pounds? Because theoretically, the IRS is trying to promote you to buy commercial vehicles, like true vehicles that would be used on a, not just a nice, right. you know, not coupe. A, a BMW truck. Well, a BMW truck could possibly qualify. Okay, I think I... Th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me go yeah. weigh my car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Weigh your car. But I mean, that's why sometimes where you'll see like some of the more expensive cars, the Rolls, Porsches now, they're exactly within 6,000 pounds now. Ooh, on purpose. So you could, for the rich people to write it off. What about all these people working from home now yeah. and writing off, you know, the your, yeah, maybe your rent? Can you write off part of your rent? Can you write off if you have a mortgage part of that for, because you're working from home? Well, um, yes. That's a good you, question. Yeah, you have to look at the total square footage of the house, mm-hmm. okay, and then how much you actually devote to your business. Okay. So then it must be fractional or, or in proportion to that. Otherwise, you could take the standard calculation, which is $1,500. Okay. Yeah, because, okay. like, let's just say our producer, Dan, he edits a lot of stuff at home. You know, he might leave here and then go home, work into the night, editing, editing, editing. Mm-hmm. That counts? Well, um, if Dan has a separate business, yes. Okay. Yes, but if he's just doing it as an employee of iHeart, it does not. Okay. Um, yeah. You have a separate business. Oh, let's get it together, sir. You better talk to your accountant <laughs> if he's not like mine. We'll talk later, Dan. <laughs> All right. So we just want to make sure that everybody knows that they got to hit these deadlines. And you can. Can you call? Let's just say there's interest because you paid late. Um, another thing that I know you've always told me to do is you have to make a payment, even if you're getting an extension. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Because that helps people if you owe money. Yeah. So, for example, we're coming up, right? April 18th. And if you, you should, you need to speak with your tax professional and determine what is actually my projected or estimated tax. Even if I file an extension back in, in all the way into October, Right. That doesn't stop the IRS from actually assessing the tax that I truly owed back in April. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even if it's an extension, it doesn't mean that, oh, I stopped the payment or the calculation for the payment. I still owe it in April. Okay. So that's very, very important. Okay. Right. So that's why you always tell me, make sure you make some type of payment because then it's less interest. Yeah. Or you can estimate what you think you might owe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the job of your professional to actually estimate the amount that you owe, right? In some cases, some of your listeners may over uh, withhold or overpay into the system. And then they owe you money. That's right. Then they would, or, well, the IRS would then owe that listener money. That's right. correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on the individual's withholdings. All right. We just want to make sure everybody's getting to the money. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great conversation. Yeah. So I just want to thank you. Is there anything that we missed that you feel like is important for our listeners to know as uh, tax time is approaching us April 18th, unless you live in one of those areas where you get an extension? Um, if any of your listeners are actually looking to purchase any EV cars, especially this year, mm-hmm. the rules have definitely changed. Mm-hmm. It used to be just a $7,500 uh, energy credit for for purchasing an EV car. The rules are completely different. First of all, the manufacturer actually has to qualify with the federal government. Okay, that's not on your listener. But what will be on your listener is whether or not that car, let's just say, it does qualify. Uh, um, 
if that particular car actually qualifies. So when they purchase an EV, they need to ask the dealer if this particular car with this VIN number actually qualifies. For oh, wow. Credit. You have to know the VIN number and everything. Sheesh, okay. Yeah, right. They have to look it up. But the, but this is a lot of work. That's why you need a tax attorney. Mm-hmm. For, sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm not doing any of this by myself because I feel like there's more of a chance you'll get audited too when you do your taxes on your own. Yeah. yeah um, th- there can be, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because, again, there is the less chance of error Right. Right. When you have more people look over the tax return. Right. Right. Okay. Do you think if you have like a just a straight up like, you know, employee, uh, it's just a, a standard check you get every single week or every two weeks. And then is is it necessary to hire someone or do you think something that is just very straightforward is something you can do yourself? It depends. It mm-hmm. depends on the bandwidth of the listener. Right. It depends on what's actually going on in his or her life. It also depends on the amount of that check. Right. Right. Uh, What I think it, you know, everyone kind of knows like where their capabilities are. And I'm very good at other people's finances. You can ask my husband. I'm not very great with my own. Okay. Right. And so. So who does your taxes? Who does my taxes? (laughs) Thankfully, I have a partner. Right. Thankfully, Christina does my taxes. Uh, Howard does my taxes. You know, um, I don't do my own personal taxes. You know, it's kind of like a, being a doctor. Right. Yeah. I, I should not be my own physician. OK. No, right. I think that's important, too, because there might be things like we just learned a lot of uh, different things about tax breaks that maybe you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to do your own, you might be neglecting yeah, you might be money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Money that you could be getting. So I do feel like that is important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's an important conversation. One thing for your listeners when you get a tax professional, right, make sure, and this is one thing that I learned from my mentor, Donald. He told me that when you have a client, go through the tax return with your client and have them explain it back to you. Okay. Because nobody's life is reduced onto one line of a tax return. Right. Nobody's life is just like, oh, this is my income. That's it. Right. Right. It's, there's so much that went into it. So make sure that your tax professional actually gives you the courtesy of like going through it and explaining what this line meant, what this line meant. This is how the calculation is. Okay. All right. Well, good. You have a lot of work cut out for you then. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of lines and things that I have to deal with. But I appreciate you for coming through and for volunteering to do that because I know uh, tax season is always a nerve-wracking time for me. And so for a lot of people, and uh, for some people, it's a great time because you get a check. That's right. Yeah. So How how am I looking? You're looking good. All right. You're looking good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you did give me a pound of inf- documentation, though. So what? <laughs> <laughs> At least I keep all my documents together. <laughs> it's the least I can do. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have to get a crate to, like, haul all your stuff back. <laughs> so funny. But yeah. thank you so much, Eric Lee. And where can people find you? Um, you guys can find me over at info at intrinsic.biz. Info at intrinsic, I-N-T-R-I-N-S-I-C. Dot B-I-Z. Mm-hmm. And know? don't forget to give to charity, guys. That's also something that makes you feel great. And you can write it off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Make Donations. Sure, yes. Make sure that you gather all of your receipts from the charities. Make sure that the charities are legitimate. Make sure that they actually provide you with the letters near that time at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, because if you don't get that letter, it's going to be difficult to claim. Okay. Can you claim your friends on your taxes? I wish. Oh, okay. Angela wants yeah. to claim me. I do. She's like my child. <laughs> you could claim me. <laughs> All right. It's Way Up with Angela Yee. Let's get it. Way Up. Way up. Yee. 
Hey, ladies, it's Angela Yee. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 